Welcome to the Wildcat Weekly Recap, the new Daily Wildcat News Podcast. I'm your host and assistant news science editor, Maggie Rockwell. This show looks to highlight any University of Arizona news you may have missed or need recapped over the last week. Today is Friday, February 26, 2021. First off, we're going to start with the virtual university status update, like we always do from our reporter, Christian Barnyak. Most of the virtual university status update actually talked about the student death this weekend, so we're going to quickly mention that. Tragically, a student by the name of Forrest Keys was killed on Saturday night in a shooting at the Cherry Avenue garage, which you can read more about at thedailywildcat.com. But during the virtual university status update, there was an update from the UAPD police chief, Brian Seastone. During this, he reassured the community that UAPD will increase its patrol around campus, especially at night and since the UA vaccination point of distribution has extended its hours to 10 p.m. He also reminded everyone that safe ride is available if you're uncomfortable walking on campus at night. When he was asked if there were any cameras in the parking garage where the shooting occurred, which has been a point of interest this past week, he replied that there was footage of the incident but said that he can't disclose the exact location of of the cameras. And he added that based on the information currently available, UAPD is aware of a verbal altercation prior to the incident between Keyes and the shooter, who was in a red Cadillac sedan, and that there is nothing to indicate that this attack was racially motivated. This is super tragic for the Wildcat community, and I know personally from us at the Wildcat, we are extending our condolences to all the friends and family of Forrest Keyes. Continuing on, UA will begin Phase 2 this week, which includes classes of 50 or fewer students, to begin in-person instruction this week. Also starting this week, students living in residence halls may have guests in common areas and are permitted to use amenities such as pianos and game tables in these spaces, but face coverings and social distancing policies will remain in place. From February 15th to February 20th, the UA administered 12,680 COVID-19 tests, which resulted in only 18 positives, which is a positivity rate of 0.14%. So there is some light at the end of this tunnel, folks. Also, the university's vaccination pod, or point of distribution, has expanded its operating hours from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all seven days of the week. Robbins added that although vaccines are currently in short supply, he is confident that will change in the near future. Robbins said, I'm confident in the next week or so that we're going to see about a 20% increase in the allocation coming to the state because there's going to be increased productivity. Now, moving on related to this, we also have an article coming from Our same reporter, Christian Barniak, he's a star, on all the information that you need about the vaccines. So basically, Pima County is currently in Phase 1B. Registration for Phase 1A of vaccine distribution began on December 31st, 2020 for essential healthcare workers, including emergency medical service workers and long-term care facility staff and residents. Phase 1B includes adults 65 and older, adults with high-risk conditions, education child care workers, protective services occupations, essential services and critical industry workers, and also housing and residential life employees, campus recreation employees, UA bookstore employees, and those employed at the Student Union Memorial Center for U of A students and staff. Although anyone is eligible during Phase 1B to get vaccinated at UA, they are only prioritizing K-12 and higher education slash childcare workers at our point of distribution site, which there are two basically on campus. There's a drive-through one and also one located at the Giddings building. UA is one of five points of distribution for COVID-19 vaccines in Pima County, 
and the point of distribution is designated for education child care workers, which includes K-12 through instructors, higher education faculty, staff, and child care workers. The next phase of vaccine distribution is phase 1C, and individuals eligible during this phase include adults of any age with high-risk medical additions and adults living in congregate settings. And this will be dependent on supply of vaccines. So it's looking good. Moving on, our next article comes from our reporter Jillian Barch, and it's a follow-up on the Pima County curfew. So Tucson City Council passed an emergency curfew Friday, December 4th that was supposed to end on December 23rd, but the curfew was later changed to continue until COVID-19 cases fell below 100 per 100,000 residents. The curfew began as began as voluntary but changed to mandatory on December 15th after it was found that 30% of locations observed were non-compliant with the curfew. The Board of Supervisors changed the curfew to mandatory after seeing the non-compliance and a rise in cases. So following this, some bars and restaurants filed a lawsuit against Pima County because of the curfew. This led to a Pima Superior Court judge ruling that the Pima County curfew violates state law. An executive order was issued by Governor Doug Ducey stating that no county can make or issue any order or regulation that includes restricting people from leaving their homes due to the COVID-19 public health emergency. It was concluded on January 19th that the curfew violated Governor Ducey's executive order. A few days after the court ruled in favor of the plaintiffs, Pima County filed an appeal to reinstate the 10 p.m. curfew, and the Superior Court denied Pima County's appeal. So, all your places are open, everybody. Now we will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Fecal Matter, the politics of beer, asteroids in space, and health communication. If any of these topics pique your interest, check out Behind the Beaker, a weekly science podcast produced by the Daily Wildcat. Behind the Beaker is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Udbhav Inkatraman. And me, Jillian Barch, about the unbelievable science and even more unbelievable scientists behind it at the University of Arizona. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you stream podcasts. And follow Behind the Beaker on Twitter and the Daily Wildcat on all social media platforms. That was a word from our sponsor. If you are interested in working for the Daily Wildcat and are a University of Arizona student, visit dailywildcat.com slash apply now. Interested in getting the news right in your inbox? Sign up for one of our weekly newsletters at dailywildcat.com slash newsletter sign up. Lastly, this week, we have a quick Police Beat update. So Police Beat will be covering the week of February 8th through the 14th, and you can get that online at dailywildcat.com. So here's my highlight of Police Beat this week, according to a police report on the night of February 10th. A UAPD officer was conducting a check of the Arizona Stadium when he noticed some dudes hanging out inside, which you're not supposed to do. And he saw them by the Zona Zoo concourse, which I'm not exactly sure what a concourse is, but I'm let's all imagine it as just the area of Zona Zoo in the stadium. So before the officer could even identify himself, these guys just began to run and they just ran. So they they ran everywhere. I mean, he chased them through the entire stadium. And he before he started chasing them and yelled for them to stop, he advised dispatch that he need more units because this was going to be a chase. He eventually went through one of the tunnels to cut them off and two of them finally like kind of stopped, but one continued running and the one that still continued running was running towards a locked loading dock gate where the officer was like there's no way out. So he kept yelling for him to stop. 
and fortunately, another police officer that had arrived was able to detain this man. After this, all of the units that had arrived gathered at the northwest corner of the stadium where some 20 guys had ended up showing up, and they all identified themselves as members of the Sigma Chi fraternity. So interviews were conducted with all of the males, and the officers were able to discover that they were all pledges for Sigma Chi, and that they were reading their pledge material tonight as an event, I guess. So some of them decide to go to the student union, but others, apparently these three to five guys, decided that it would be a good idea to go to the stadium and go inside because they said that the pledge material was quote-unquote adventurous reading. They also said that they were planning to make a stop sometime at the night, in the night for some snacks at the Circle K. Sounds good. They also insisted that this had nothing to do with Sigma Chi and that they should not be held responsible at all. In the end, five of the males were arrested for trespassing, third degree with Dean of Student, dean of student Code of Conduct violations completed, and also a Dean of Students FYI for Sigma Chi. So that is all we have for you guys this week. Stay safe and mask up, Wildcats. This has been the Wildcat Weekly Recap. If you like what you hear, subscribe, comment, rate, and share. Thank you to everyone who helped put this show together, including myself, the host, Maggie Rockwell, news editor, Priya Jandu, managing editor slash producer, Pascal Albright, multimedia reporter, Megan Ewig, editor-in-chief, Sam Burdett, the Daily Wildcat, online all the time at dailywildcat.com, and you, of course, our listeners. For story tips, email story ideas at dailywildcat.com, and this has been your Wildcat Weekly Recap. (laughs) 